Yud Aleph Av, Tavshin Ayin Tet, coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Great Ariel Zilber, Ufaratsta, opens things up here. On this live edition of the Israel Show, we're here each and every Monday, except last week, which was the nine days <laughs> immediately following. JM in the AM, 9 AM Eastern Time, 4 PM Israel Time, around the world, wherever you are, whatever time it is, that's the time we are on. And... You can listen to us on the archives whenever you want, whatever time it is, where you are. Go to NachumSiegel.com. Go to the Nachum Siegel Network app, which is available for free. Just look for it on uh, your uh, Apple App Store or in your Play Store for Android. And by the way, I failed to mention this in the past. 
But it is available as well as a podcast. You can go to your podcast player, look for The Israel Show, and have the show automatically come into your device every week. Oh my gosh, you don't have to do anything. Just wait. Subscribe once, and then just wait for it to come. It's an amazing thing. Wow. Technology. What would we do without it? (laughs) I joke with my friends sometimes, and I uh, say about how we get so used to the technology that we have, we can't understand or imagine how our parents, our parents, lived without air conditioning. So I joke with my friends, and I say, you know, our grandchildren are going to say, Saba, Safta. How did you walk to Shul on Chambas before there was air conditioning in the streets? <laughs> we all get used to things. We're going to talk about a very holy young man, Devir Sorek. Hashem Yikum Damo was killed last week on Thursday, right near Efrat in Judea. I'm sure you've heard about it. We'll give you more information about him, about his family. Play a little clip from the funeral. And in general, we will remember him as is appropriate. And we'll tell you what happened yesterday. Yesterday was the commemoration of Tisha B'Av. It was also a Muslim holiday, Eid al-Adha. And um, the big question was, what would happen on the Temple Mount? Will the Jews be kept away from the Temple Mount on Tisha B'Av? Does that make any sense in this time that slowly the Jews are returning to the Temple Mount? Those are the things we're going to discuss and more. Lots of great music. Here is uh, Kobi Oz with uh, Shlomo Kalbach, cover Chemdat Yamim. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you are tuned to The Israel Show on the Nahum Siegel Network. Oh, 
Yoz Vilchem Dat Yamim. Song of the Great Rup Shlomo Kalbach. It's a chrono livracha. My name is Mayor Wangart, and you're tuned to the Israel Shalom, the Nachum Siegel Network. On uh, Thursday, Devir Sarek, a just under 19-year-old beautiful young man, left his Yeshivat Hezder Machanayim, which is in Migdal Oz, which is very close to Efrat. It is part of what is known as Gush Etzion, the cluster of communities that um, are in that area of Yehudad, Efrat, Kfar Etzion, Alon Shvut, Tkoa, and others. And he went into the city of Yerushalayim, which is about a 20-minute ride, to buy a gift for his Rabbanim, for his teachers who teach in the Yeshivat Hezder, as this, the year is coming to an end, Tishabav is the end of the yeshiva season, now begins Bein Hazmanim, we went from Bein Hamitzarim to Bein Hazmanim, and that goes into Rosh Chodesh Elul for three weeks. He went to buy a gift, and um, all his uh, friends were saying, oh, you should get him a, get him a safer, get him a, you know, a holy book. A Torah book of some form. But Dvir, it seems, thought and lived out of the box. He had recently read a book, the latest by Israeli author, whose first name now eludes me, Grossman, can't believe I can't remember his first name, but it's okay. And um, he liked it. So he figured, I'll get it from my Rebbe. Now you have to remember <laughs> that the, the author, who who is widely recognized as, a, as an excellent author, one, one of the top... Of the uh, of the Israeli line is not a big fan of people who live in Yehudan Shamron, to say the least. Vociferously against, and it comes out in his writings as well. We also should remember that he lost a son. in the Second Lebanon War. So, as much as people might want to brand him, oh, he's a leftist, he hates this, he hates that, he he sacrificed the greatest of sacrifices, David Grossman. Thank you. Thank you, Google. So, he bought the book of David Grossman and was uh, coming back to the yeshiva to give the gift to his Rabbanim. Gets off the bus on the main road and starts walking on the side road to the yeshiva where two animals attack him 
stab him multiple times and kill him and run away in a car. They were in a car. They were waiting for somebody, anybody. just happened to be him. In Israel, a big deal was made of the fact that he died. This boy who was in the Hezder Yeshiva, who if you've seen his pictures, just radiates beauty and warmth with long peyot, peyas, as is the uh, fashion of late amongst the youth in Yehudan Shemron, that he was stabbed and his body was found clutching a book of David Grossman. The right wing and the left wing, so to speak, come together. But, as, as Devere's father said, Devere was a type of person that none of that mattered to him. He read a good book. He liked it. It was well, very well written. He enjoyed it very much. It didn't matter to him that the author thought this way or that way or the other way. He wanted to share it with someone else. That was the type of person he was. He was always there for everybody. Always there for his friends. The first to volunteer... Well, the two murderers, the butchers, were caught literally the next day. The Israeli Shin Bet and the army had all the tools necessary to locate them, and they did. Devere's father, Yoav, said, I'm sad only that they were taken alive. He was hoping that there would be some sort of a gun battle and they would be killed and this government of Israel would not have to put them up in a prison where they'd get cable TV and they get money from the Palestinian Authority a monthly stipend for them and for their families for killing Jews But they were caught alive, unfortunately. By the way, the way the way it works is when um, when they're going after a suspect, the open fire um, regulations are different than in the usual situation. And if they would have made any sort of any, any slight movement that could have uh, brought about a suspicion that they were going to try and do something, the soldiers would have been able to shoot them and kill them. But in fact, they were caught in their sleep. So, sadly, that option was not there and they were caught alive. Devir Sorek the name Devir, by the way, is one of the words that we have for the Beit HaMikdash, Devir Kotcho.
And he was named such because he was born just after Tisha B'Av. In fact, tomorrow, Yud Bet Av is Dvir's 19th birthday, which he would have celebrated with all his family and friends. Tomorrow. Dvir's grandfather, Harav Binyamin Hurling, was a Holocaust survivor. His coming Sukkot will be the 19th anniversary of his murder in a terrorist attack. So Dvir was like two, two and a half months old when his grandfather was murdered. And now the family yet again knows the pain of suffering in such tragic circumstances. I'm going to share with you, after the next song, I'm going to share with you some words that Yoav Sarek, Tavir's father, um, put out on the uh, social media platforms. I believe it's earlier today. Before that, we're going to share with you some sounds from the funeral. It's an interesting custom that has developed, and I don't know when it started in Israel. At these funerals, where there are many people singing slow, Tveikus, if you will, Tveikut, slow, heartfelt singing by the people who are attending the funeral. Just one song after another with words of consolation, of hope. And we see it now almost at every major funeral, whether it's of a terrorist victim or, or such. I might be wrong. Somehow I think it started at Hanan Porat's funeral where he, where he asked, and his family actually were the ones who did the singing, certain songs that were very special to him. And it was looked upon as at once a beautiful act, but also somewhat of a, a strange custom. We're not, we're not used to that. In, uh, in Jewish custom but it is a beautiful and heartwarming and heart-wrenching thing to watch so at the funeral they were singing a song that I somehow I thought was familiar but I didn't recognize and wasn't sure what it was so I looked up some words that I was able to make out and it turns out that this song is a composite. It's words from the Tefillah Yom, Yom Kippur. And the, the melody is the melody of Rav Shlomo Kalbach. How appropriately to the words, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami, Yomar, Alokechem. Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami. And uh, Israeli young man, Harel Tal, Breslov or Chassid, 
put these words and that melody together and it's become a very, very, very popular song. The words are, as I said, from the Yom Kippur uh, liturgy. It's from Musaf. If you're looking for it, it's um, one of the sections in between the end of the Avoda after Emet Manehedar. Go down numerous paragraphs, but before Aseret Haruge Malchut. According to the Ashkenazim, this is all Minhag Ashkenaz. I, I doubt that this appears uh, in a Sfarad uh, Machzor. It starts, Titain Acharit Le'amecha. Bless your nation's future, Acharit, what will come next. Tashiv Mikdash Le'tochenu, restore the Mikdash to our midst, the Holy Temple. Turomem Har Marom Harim. Har Hamoriyah, and I, I guess this is a play on words, Har Hamoriyah, it's called Har Murom Harim, the highest, most exalted of mountains, so it's elevate and exalt the most exalted of mountains, which is currently not so exalted. Tekomeim Karen Gidua, we establish the nation's pride that has been cut down. Tatsir, from the word Sohar, light, lighten, Light up the darkness of your beloved place, Mechashake Ivui. Ivui Moshevo. Iva Moshevo. Place that you want, that you request. Tifa'er Yoshevet Badad, glorify Yushalayim. We know from Eicha, Eichai Ashva Badad about Yushalayim. And so forth. At the end, Tachane Beir Chana David. According to Yeshayahu, that's a, not according to Yeshayahu, but in Yeshayahu we find that expression, Ir Chana David, Ho Ariel Ariel Ir Chana David, about Yerushalayim. Tiskov Komatimara, bring your nation to stand up with pride. Todia la kol ahavatenu, let all the nations know your love for us. Talech bekerev machanotenu, may your presence walk within our midst. Tidrosh geula le galutenu, seek. Redemption from our exile. Tavo meheralu come quickly to bring us your sa- your you be our savior. Declare us yours, and we will declare you ours. We will play the uh, short clip from the funeral of the singing and then go straight into the original version, Harel Tal singing Rib Shlomo's melody to the words My name is Mayor Weingart and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Yoav Sorek, Devere's father, 
is, um, turns out, a well-known personality within the religious Zionist world, especially those in the media and those um, who uh, enjoy writing on a little bit of a higher level than just the typical journalistic newspaper stuff. He founded, and for a very long time edited, the magazine Shabbat, which is attached to Makarishon every Friday. And um, he currently edits a, um, a periodical called Shiloach. He's written a book about how he sees Judaism and the State of Israel interacting, which I just began reading because I just found out about it reading about him. A fascinating family. So he put out on social media a message which really um, looks seems to me, if I understood it correctly, has three parts. And the translation is my own, to the best of my ability. He writes that during the Shiva, we learned something from the many who came to console us, some of whom we don't even know and never met. And the wider circles of the media and the social networks and communities in Israel and Jewish communities all around the world, wider and wider circles, and all those echoes made their way to our home. And from all these we learned, from all these emerges the truly marvelous, unassailable, amazing image of Am Yisrael. It is strange. It's, it's not understandable that during normal, quote-unquote, times, we try to ignore and blur this special beauty of Am Yisrael and we, we've adopted countless measures to do our best to ignore, to look away, to not recognize and celebrate the special, genuine specialness of Am Yisrael. And he writes, we make, mainly make two mistakes. One is that we overinflate our controversies. He writes one in making the controversies bigger and more decisive than they are, divisive than they are, in the artificial inflation of rifts. That when you remove the thinnest coat, you just scratch a little bit off the surface. You find out it's not at all certain that they're even there. These rifts. I would add, just that's attributable a lot, unfortunately, to politics. Politicians thrive off of divisiveness, off of saying, we're different, this guy's no good for this reason, we have this difference, we're like that, we're like this. And the average person on the street probably wouldn't, wouldn't think that way if not for the politicians that work hard to divide us. Two, continues Yoav Sorek, 
in our what we constantly do is we constantly try to run away from recognizing that the Jewish people have a uniqueness, a power that other nations don't. And we do it at the cost of denying countless facts. And we do it because we want to insist that Kahol Hagoyim Beit Yisrael, that we're like every other nation, there's nothing special about us. And by the way, it doesn't matter whether uniqueness is intrinsic or the product of our long history. It doesn't have to be that there's something intrinsic and genetically in our DNA. It could be that after 2,000 years of being kicked around the world, we've become, we've been steeled in a certain way. And the product of our long history can be that. Or it's a matter of choice, or of purpose, or of destiny. Whatever it is, it's there. That's his message to the nation. Then he has a message to his son. To Dvirik, our Dvir Yehuda. From the event itself and the stories surrounding it, it is revealed that you were and always were a sweet boy, sweeter than honey. You were going through, like everybody else, adolescent crisis, the innocence of the search of your unique soul, whose simple, humble, and vivid presence brought so much light despite a life so short. A soul that went away at a time that is difficult to explain under seemingly impossible circumstances. And here too, if we do not insist on looking away, reality forces us to the realm of the mystical, the unintelligible, the dimension beyond, the one that lies in each of us, inside each of us, but is not revealed and cannot be revealed in our daily existence, that special light. So many came to Shiva only because of what they saw in the pictures, the images of Dvir's face, that innocence that just shone from his picture. There was a great light. That's simply the light that emanates from a soul that chooses life and goodness. It is the same light that can be found inside each one of us. And he ends off, this is so interesting, with a message to families. Devere's father, Yoav Sorek, writes, It's summer. It's Benazmanim. It's August. Even if Dvir touched your heart, and especially if he touched it, don't change your family vacation plans. In Hebrew we say, Tasechayim. 
have a great time. But the words actually mean make life. And that's what he writes. Enjoy, have fun with your sweet children. What a beautiful message. What beautiful people. What beautiful family. Hashem Yikom Damo Devir Yehuda Sorek. Here's Yonatan Razel. Hatov, let us all pray for Tov. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
composed by the uh, great Benzion Schenker Zichrono Livracha song by Yonatan Razel Hatov. We will be posting links to that song and all the other songs that we play during this show. We'll post them on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show, and you can listen to them whenever you want. It's a great way to listen to great Israeli music. We'll also post, I will post, God willing, later today, the words of the piyut that we discussed uh, just a few minutes ago, Titena Chorit La'amecha, and of course a link to the to the song. And I'll try and post the Hebrew version of uh, Yoav Sorek's message that we just spoke about. So, I think every parent and every child go through this uh, situation where the kid's kvetching about something. Oh, I didn't get uh, whatever. I didn't get the orange ices. I got the red ices. Oh, and he starts crying and making a big thing. And the father, usually, or the mother, says... You want something to cry? That's not that's not nothing to cry about. You want something? To, I'll show you. I'll give you something to cry about. Whack! You know we're not supposed. To, we don't do that today. But when I was growing up, but that idea of you want something really to cry about? I'll give I'll give you a punishment that that deserves to be cried about. Well, according to. Um, Chazal, it was on Tisha B'Av that the Jewish people got the reports of the Meraglim, of the scouts, the spies, that were sent out to the land of Israel and came back to the people in the desert and basically gave them the very discouraging report In essence, the message to the Jewish people was, this isn't for you. You can't do this. You can't fight them. They're too big. They're too strong. They're too fortified. It won't work. God expected the Jewish people to trust in him after all the things that he's done for them and all the miracles he showed them along the way. But they went into their tents and just cried and were angry at God for taking them out of Egypt and all that. And God says, you want something to cry about? I'll, I'll give you something to cry about. According to Chazal, it was on Tisha B'Av that many of the disastrous things in Jewish history happened, including the destruction of the first and second Batei Migdash. It's not just about the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash, by the way. Because the second Beit HaMikdash was destroyed by the Romans, and then they basically wiped out the, the Jewish presence in the land of Israel, for the next 2,000 years. 
But the original sin using the phraseology of the uh, writer of Tehillim probably in this case David HaMelech Tehillim Kuvav Pasuk Chavdalet Vayima Asu Be'eretz Chemda They rejected the beloved land the desirable land So while it is very often that we hear that what we have to do as a para, so to speak, repentance for the sins of the second temple time, the sins that brought about the destruction that were, we focus on sinat chinam, which is one explanation, baseless hatred, the original sin, so to speak, we rejected the beloved land. And at the heart of the beloved land is the beloved city, and at the heart of the beloved city is the Temple Mount. And there's something important about those who follow Piskei Halacha that allow and encourage going up to Har Habayit, B'tehara, according to all the halachic rules that need to be checked and understood. Those that encourage it in order to show that we care about it is something wrong. There's something askew when Dafka on Tisha B'Av Har Habayit would be closed to any Jew. Much to say about, we don't have the time, we've said it many times before, the insanity that um, is taking place on Harabayat, which is supposedly under Israeli sovereignty, the fact that it's against the law for Jews or any any religion other than Islam to pray on Harabayat, that when Jews go up to Harabayat, Aliyah, Laregel, they're followed by both Israeli police and Muslim authorities looking carefully at their lips to make sure they're not moving. Chas v'shalom, somebody should be davening. So it is encouraging that even though it was a Muslim holiday yesterday and the Muslims did everything to try and disrupt the aliyah of Jews to Har Habayit because it was Tisha B'Av, so usually their prayers start at 6, they're done by 8.30, which is when the Jews are allowed to enter. So the waqf, the Muslim authorities, announced in advance, no, oh, this holiday, you're going to sleep in late, we're going to start at 7.30. Obviously setting up a situation where the Jews wouldn't be able to enter at 8.30. And then the waqf prohibited other mosques from having services. Can you imagine? Everybody has to come to Harbite. 60,000 people. And it has been said that they adjusted the holiday to fall out, that the first day would, would come out on Sunday, which was a commemoration of Tisha B'Av. And they can do that because the lunar calendar is still uh, set by the sightings of the moon, by the certain um, court, 
religious court in Saudi Arabia. So they can play around with it a little bit, make it move it a day this way, a day that way, and they made sure that it would come out this way. It's uh, 10 days since our Rosh Chodesh, and theirs is based on the same moon. So the police said, well, we're not going to be able to allow Jews on Harabayat on Tisha B'Av. We're just not going to be able to. It's going to be a danger to public safety and so forth and so on. And yet... Hundreds and hundreds of Jews came from all over Israel, fasting, stood, they knew they were going to stand, in the heat, online, waiting and hoping that ultimately the police will open the gates and allow the Jews to go in. The police kept saying, it's going to be closed, it's going to be closed, if we open it, we don't know, maybe later did everything possible to push away people from coming, to push away Jews from Har Habayit on Tisha B'Av. And yet they were there. And when the gates finally did open, because there was tremendous pressure, they were only allowed in for a few minutes, they weren't allowed to do the full circuit, they were allowed to go in, some only went in for a minute or two, And they were immediately chased back out. With all that, 1,729 Jews were able to come and say, we were not Mo'es Be'eretz Chemda. The original sin of Tisha B'Av, we are undoing that. It is the largest number of people, of Jews, that have come on to Har Habayit ever on Tisha B'Av. In Tafshin Ayin Dalid, less than 10 years ago, less than 10 years ago, 20 people. Tafshin Ayin Hay 300. Tafshin Ayin Vav 400. Tafshin Ayin Zayin 1200 and something. Tafshin Ayin Chet last year, where they had a full time, the hour, few, several hours to go, and it was open for everybody and so forth and so There was no issue of the holiday. 1440. And this year, with all the Tsaras, Vicha Asher Yanu Oto, 1,729. If the original sin is Ma'asub Eretz Chemda, then the Kapara is we want to be part of Eretz Chemda. We're going to end off with Yuval Tayyib Ein Od Milvado. No one as great as the one above. We'll do that right after we say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. And my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Uh, coming up... Oh, Nachum's going to Israel. When is it? I think the, the, the Nefesh Benefesh show is on Wednesday. Stay tuned all week to Jame in the AM, the special broadcasts, especially the uh, Nefesh Benefesh, which is always... Uh, a, a huge hit, very moving, very uh, inspiring, very exciting. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, Yoni Pollock with After Further Review, co- covering the latest in the world of sports, and then Novak now with Jake Novak. Followed by the great Monday music marathon, back to regular music, everybody's excited. Until next Monday, immediately following Jamie and Dame, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you the nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. No, 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 no,
Oh, 